Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Shred Takes podcast show. Um, I'm your host, Mike Shredder. Before you engage in this episode, I'd love for you guys to hit the subscribe button and turn on you know, notifications for more episodes and get informed about more episodes that come out on the YouTube as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I would really appreciate it that you guys would do that. Today, we got a great show. So we got a lot of stuff I want to talk about today and just different stuff across the sports realm that we can talk about and discuss. So we got a whole lot, whole lot of show to talk about. I'm, I actually am basing the show off of, off of different comments and suggestions that people have given me about topics they want me to talk about. So I'm going to go into those comments right now. I'm going to look at them and we're going to discuss different topics. So let's go, let's go into these, these comments that people have made. I'm going to look at them. So, okay. People want me to talk about, can the Warriors repeat? Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks, as well as world championships to track. All right, those, are, those will be the three things I'm going to talk about then. So let's, let's start with the first thing. Can the Warriors repeat? Well, absolutely. to answer, uh, this is brought to you by Issa McGuire, so I'm going to be you know, thankful on that. But I think that the Warriors can definitely repeat. Um, I, I think they can definitely repeat because I think that they have the talent to do so. I think that the younger pieces have really developed. I think that you look at guys like Jonathan Kaminga, you know, I think that his development in summer league has been really nice to see his ability to kind of just show his ability to defend multiple positions, his ability to slash to the basket and being aggressive and having confidence. He's going to be a guy who can be a future star in this league. And then you know, don't get me about it. Like he has that potential. And I think within the Warriors system, he will get the proper development to make that happen. So that is step number one. I really like what he's done. And I look at James Wiseman, his ability to switch one through five, his length, his athleticism, ability to run the floor, hit a 15 to 17 foot jumper, potentially a three, be great in those lob situations with a guy like Draymond Green, Steph Curry, when they get to the lane, Jordan Poole, those guys, right? I, I like that addition. I like the excitement that Mac McClung brings, right? So the summer league, you know, and then you also have to look at Moses Moody, who I like a lot too. And then they still have Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins. This team is good enough to be anyone in the Western Conference. They should be the favorites in the West, them and the Clippers. And I look at that and say, they, they definitely have a chance to repeat. I still, I like the Celtics over them right now because I like the Celtics additions of Gallinari and Malcolm Brogdon to the fold. So I really like those, those additions. Um, from that angle, that, that's where I kind of go with it and look at it. But that is my two cents about it, right? So can the Warriors repeat? Absolutely, they can repeat. And I think they're going to be in the finals again next year uh, because I, I believe in their culture. I believe in their squad. And I think another year, those guys get a chance, to, those younger players get a chance to develop. I like that. Now losing Gary Payton the second and losing Sasano and sorry, losing Otto Porter Jr. are definitely losses. But I think these younger guys are ready to take that on. And I still think they're good enough to get to the NBA championship and potentially win it. So to answer Issa's question, yes, the Warriors can win an NBA championship. 
Now, Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks trade package. Well, that is pretty interesting to talk about. I have mentioned this before. Look, I would think I think Donovan Mitchell will be a very good fit in the Knicks. Him, R.J. Barrett with Jalen Brunson. I like that team to be able to be a team that could be relevant in the Eastern Conference, right? They would be a team that probably lose in the first or second round of the Eastern Conference, but they'd be a playoff team every year with Donovan Mitchell, right? Donovan Mitchell is a guy who's averaged 30 points a game in the last couple of years in the playoffs, but he is also a guy that, averages, that, that has trouble with understanding the rhythm of games with his team. He's not a great defender, and a lot of times he's a bad shot taker. But overall, he's, he's one of the better players in the game, top 20 player in the game. And I think if you add him to any team, they're instantly going to be a better team. So the trade package the Knicks have to make, the one that the Jazz asked for was six players and six first-round picks was ridiculous. I have to go and say that you, you should give up Julius Randle, maybe Obi Toppin, and Emmanuel quickly, and you know Quentin Grimes maybe, maybe the, 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 you know something around those lines, and maybe a couple of draft picks for Donovan Mitchell. That would be the trade package I would look for. Right, giving away some of the younger pieces, that's fine. Maybe if you can keep Obi Toppin, get rid of Randall Grimes quickly and some draft picks, because uh, the Knicks have a bunch of draft picks they can give. But you can't get rid of Barrett, you can't get rid of Mitchell Robinson. I think those guys are too valuable. But if you got rid of Randall, even though I like Julius Randall, maybe that'd be a good fresh start for Julius Randall in Utah. So I look at all that, and I think that is a trade package that I look at and say that could work out. Now, how would that work out for the Knicks? Well, the Knicks would get a chance, of, like I said, to be a playoff contender, be a playoff championship-level team, and that would help them in the future as they continue to try to progress and become a better team going forward. So that is step number two um, in terms – or is just they would be – you know, they would have to get rid of Julius Randle and probably some younger pieces and some draft picks. And then number two, they would have to embrace the fact that they might not be the best defensive backcourt, but they would be a much better offensive backcourt than they have been in past years – and this would take less pressure off R.J. Barrett and allow Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell to be really the, the two lead guards and all this. And they would be a, a team that could definitely make the playoffs and, you know, be a little bit of a, you know, I, I, for lack of a better term, a feisty kind of team, a team that, you know, is pesky and can cause a little bit of problems for some teams. But really, ultimately, they're going to be a team that probably, you know, ceiling second round, probably going to be a first round team if they got Donovan Mitchell, right? So there it is. Now, the World Championship of track troy thank you for this um i actually don't follow this too closely but i but i'm happy to oblige um in this and, and, and look at um all this so i according to nbc sports there's a lot of incredible records that were broken right so in the women's 100 um you gotta look at donna asher smith from great britain but you have to look at the, the, the who I finished fourth, but you have to look at Shelly and Frazier Price from Jamaica. 10.67, you know, incredible record. Shows again the, the amazing athleticism and track from the country of Jamaica. You know, I, I just think personally, this is one thing that makes track so special, right? Uh, for those who don't know, Troy's actually going to be, you know, competing uh, with for University of Colorado next year. And, you know, track is a huge passion of his. And he's talked about this greatly in how, and I, I've talked about, you know, with this with my trainers and stuff like that. Track is a sport where you really get to see some of the best athletes in the world, right? So Shelly and Frazier Price, Sharika Jackson, so, and, and Elaine Thompson-Hara, three players in the women's 100 from Jamaica, right? Women's 200, right? Sharika Jackson, she Shelly and Frazier Price, top two people from Jamaica, right? Women's 400, right? Pretty impressive stuff there. You look at the 800 with 
nothing move from the USA. Nice to see the USA up there, right? And you know, you go down the line. But you know, I I think really where where it jumps out to me and is just Cindy McLaughlin, right? She's spoken to the Amherst track team before. She's an incredible, incredible athlete, and her story is unbelievable. She won the women's hurdles in the 400. And, you know, I, I think people just need to understand how incredible an athlete she is, right? The, and, you know, the USA has also performed incredible in the 4 by 100 meter relay. They can, they can perform incredible in the 4 by 400 meter re- relay. And so what does all this mean? It means that the United States has incredible talent, right? It does. And it means that, that the track programs in the United States have done a great job of developing these athletes and making them prepared. Cindy McLaughlin, her hard work, her, her ambition, her goals to be great every day, but also her goals to represent her country and do the best she can every day needs to be taken into account. And it's great for women's sports to see it that way. I'm focusing on the woman's side of things because I think it's just amazing to see what Jamaica has done and what Cindy McLaughlin has done for the United States. So looking at all that, I didn't answer maybe the full question that Troy was looking for, but I really wanted to focus on those two pieces of it. Just embracing how amazing Jamaica is and, you know, how they're really, in my opinion, probably the best country when it comes to sprints and short distance racing in the world. I just think that, you know, what they train over there is just, they're consistently always in that loop and realm of being one of those top teams. So that is number one. Number two is Sydney McLaughlin really shown a fierce, competitiveness i think also her work ethic her attitude and just her success every year is something that any athlete can look onto regardless of what sport you play and really embrace it and look at and say you know what this person's someone that we should look at as a role model so that's all incredible stuff um this is my quick little podcast episode for today i hope you guys enjoy what you've listened to today and i will be back on sometime probably this weekend with another episode where i'll talk more about some nba stuff and stuff like that. But this was just a nice little episode to kind of break down some people's thoughts about certain questions they wanted to have me answer. And I answered some of that stuff for you guys. And I hope that the answers satisfy what you guys are looking for. So I hope you guys have a good rest of your day and I will see you guys this weekend. Have a great day.